0: Richard Crayle joins us on the line after an extremely busy Easter weekend up at the mountain. Of course, culminating in the return of the WPS Bathurst 12-hour. Richard, uh, what an exciting weekend you had at the mountain. Easter racing for the second year returning to that great venue.
1: Yeah, g'day, Craig. G'day, uh, listeners, and happy Easter to one and all. Uh... Big weekend, and, and forgive me if uh, if I'm a little bit quieter than I usually am today because I uh, spent eight and a half hours in the commentary box at Mount Panorama on the weekend, so my voice is a little worse for wear. Yeah. Uh, no, look, great weekend, very very competitive, Back this 12 hour race, and. A couple of lead changes And when you get A a 12 hour endurance race That goes down To the last Sort of 30 or 40 minutes
0: Like that one did It's always a good thing And uh, really positive signs For the future Mm. 257 laps Completed by Both the front two cars In the BMW Driven by Gary Holt Paul Morris And Craig Baird Mm. uh, Beating off by uh, oh, I'm just trying to work out there by one minute and eight seconds or thereabouts, a a very blooded rally car, the WRX from Subaru Australia, driven by Chris Atkinson, the WRC champion. well, sorry, driver yes. Dean Heritage and Cody Crocker, who are certainly well-credentialed drivers on the dirt, normally associated with dodging trees, not running around the blacktop at Bathurst. Yeah, and, and full
1: hats to the rally uh, drivers, Craig, because, you know, they probably weren't expected to be the leading of the two Subarus. The other car had some very experienced uh, circuit racing drivers in uh, Grant Daniel, Neil Crompton, and, uh, of course, Chris Alijajan. So the rally guys did a great job, and, and they were leading the race up until about an hour and 15 to go. Uh, the, the way the pit stop strategies worked out and, and the few little dramas for the BMW meant that the Subarus had... Uh, had done very well and, and the, the rally drivers had taken the look from leading the race. An, an unfortunate safety car though, with with about an hour and a half to go when uh, the third place car got stranded up the uh, the top of the mountain, um, meant that uh, Craig Baird, who was behind the wheel of the BMW, was given an opportunity to close in and obviously Craig Baird's a vastly more experienced driver and the BMW is a class above the uh, the Subaru, so it was a faster car, there was no doubt, no doubt about that. Had there not been a safety car, Craig, I think we would have had a really fascinating fight to the finish with the Subaru trying to hold the lead and, and Craig Baird trying to chase them down in the, uh, the Gary Holt-owned BMW. Wasn't the case. And uh, some last-minute last like, drama, or some last minute dramas, I guess, with about 30 minutes to go, that the BMW got black flags for some leaking fluids. They quickly fixed it. And in the end, yeah, it held on to win by about a minute. And uh, great performance. And I've known Gary Holt for about a year and a half now and have been fortunate enough to do some work for... Uh, for the Eastern Creek Karting Raceway in the past And um, he's, he's known as a bit of a hard man of motorsport He's healthy But uh, there were cheers for him in, in pit lane after the race And
0: they were pretty genuine too Well, they've managed to pick up uh, One of the few trophies you can get from Mount Panorama Of course, the V8 Supercar Peter Brock Trophy Is the pinnacle, I think, of Australian motorsport But uh, the Bathurst 12-hour held a, a prestigious place in the uh, australian calendar for quite some time uh, before it fell off the map oh it, it did and um there was a lot of
1: interest in it coming back and i think the fact that there were four works fact supported you know factory run cars there the, the two Subarus and and Super motors were making a very very big splash and out of all the operations there they had the most professional pit area they had all the walling up and team PR people running around trying to promote it and and of course Holden Motorsport had their two Astras and the very highly publicised all-girl team and and we'll talk about that a little bit later if we can Um, and then you know there was some quasi-factory support from Toyota for for, uh, Colin Osborne's Toyota Celica team there was some factory involvement from Alfa Romeo and the Alfa Romeo diesel that took part in the race and um, yeah look I mean that's what the event has been designed to do. It's been designed to, to reinvigorate production car racing in Australia. Uh, first signs are, 34 cars took the start, 28 finished, so a great uh, reliability, right? Um, I think first signs are that it's worked. And, uh, you know, there's a good business plan in place for the 12-hour to be a, a long-term at Easter at Mount Panorama now you know, It lasted four years
0: before hopefully this time It can last a bit longer mm. Now you mentioned the all girl effort uh, The uh, Firepower Benton Astra Diesel I uh, guess trying to jump on that Audi bandwagon From the Le Mans 24 hour race Of uh, last year yes. but unfortunately For Sam Reed, Christina Rohr Leanne Tander and Lauren Gray It all came short by about Five hours or four and a half hours I should say yeah, slightly different
1: pedigree to the Audi R10, Craig. Just, just slightly. Slightly different philosophies in design, perhaps. But, uh, no, look, the girls did a fantastic job. Um, I don't think, uh, uh, there was a little bit of skepticism I saw, and I've got an involvement with a couple of the girls in, in a managerial and a media side of things, and I, I think there may have been a little bit of skepticism on some people's behalf about the, um, the potential for them to do well. Uh, I think most of that, to be fair, was levelled on the car because I don't think anyone had any true expectations of what a diesel-powered Holden Astro would do at Bathurst. And, you know, all four of those girls are extremely well-credentialed and and we all know that they're excellent race car drivers. Um, That proved to be the case, and all four of them did a a superb job. And I think the car punched above its weight. Uh, For most of the race it led the Alfa Romeo diesel, which was in a class above it. So uh, for a while there, they were technically winning two races. Unfortunately the fact that it's a production car race came back to haunt Holden Motorsport because they had problems with the ECU of the car, because it's a uh, production car race, they're not allowed to uh, to make any aftermarket modifications to that, so they had to work around the existing software with cooling the car, with the issue with it not being able to turn off. Uh, with Samantha Reed behind the wheel at about the six hour mark, it got beached in the, uh, the sand track at Carthage Chase when the car shut down, she lost brakes and lost steering, so she wasn't able to to do much else and unfortunately ended up in the sand and completely out of her control um, and then uh, then the turbo let go soon
0: after with Lauren Gray behind the wheel so it was an end to a pretty violent fight from them Interesting uh, a lot of people have said they like to see the difference of cars on the circuit when you look at the uh, Well, the top five at least You have in that top five Two Subarus, two BMWs And a Mitsubishi Lancer And then when you go down a bit further Inside the top ten You then have two more Fords Going to the 15 A Mini Cooper S Which people would have absolutely loved to watch Trevor Kane, Andrew Brenton And... Tim Slade racing around there yeah. like uh, back in the 60s. Then the two Salikas, another Falcon and an Astra Coupe making up the 15. That's uh, some variety there. In all, in the top 15, I think about five classes of cars all comp- uh, competing.
1: The, the the thing that struck me And I was talking to Justin Kim Spears One of the commentators At the end of the day uh, at, On Sunday Was that there were Four different classes In the top ten We had the A and B class cars Filling the top five And you know, we had three different Manufacturers on the podium With a BMW winning Subaru second And Mitsubishi third But you know Then we had The two little BMW 130i's From C class in there And, and the great effort From Sharon Motorsport To get the car With uh, you know, One of the drivers Was Andrew Moffat Sean Juniper And And um, couple of other people as well um the the Ford Falcon XR8 venerable old girl driven by Chris Delsmer, John Bow and Jack Elsgood pretty good driver lineup and they just circulated all day didn't have one problem pretty reliable driver lineup and they finished ninth and that's one of the great things about endurance racing is that to first finish to finish first first you must finish as you well know Craig and they did that and um you know not only did they win their class but they finished in the top 10 which is a a great achievement And yeah the, the battles down the field You know The little Twitter Felicas, Colin Osborne With uh, with Neil Bates The Australian Rally Champion driving Finished uh, I think they were 12th Off the top of my head And just behind them Was that little mini Cooper 40 years after they won Bathurst in uh, in 67. So, uh, great performance and,
0: and lots of variety. Very, very positive signs for production car racing. Yeah, we've danced around this, but the Scots Transport's Mitsubishi Lancer RS Evo 5, driven by Bob Hughes, Rick Bates and Peter Gazzard, was the third place finisher. And, uh, well, Richard... Uh, is interesting this 12 hour was the culmination but a lot of racing going on Thursday Friday and Saturday in the build up to it and uh, I know that uh, we can see a lot of it on the programs you're associated with through Speed Machine and Speed Week
1: yeah I'll be perfectly honest and say that I don't have a clear idea of exactly when it's all going to air but I'm I'm pretty certain that it's within a couple of weeks' time that the 12-hour race will go to air on um, on Channel Nine on a Saturday afternoon on, on Speed Machine, and then there'll be racing also broadcast on on the Nine Network from the Australian GT Championship. They had their third round, and that was wrapped up by uh, by Bryce Washington, who we believe we're trying to find out, but we believe it was the first ever win in a GT championship for a Lamborghini Gallardo GT3. Uh, he took two race wins, and the Commodore Cup will also be shown on Nine. To Awesome racing from those cars And uh, Marcus Fikanovic came back with the number one on his door and, uh, and won the round there So some great racing And I look forward to uh, having a chance to talk about it
0: again When we get on television with it Yeah, it is going to be all ahead of us But uh, Richard, we'll let you finally get a break with our voice And uh, wish you all the best until uh, Well, the Formula 3s will be the next outing That uh, I think you'll be jumping uh, back yeah. into the seat for
1: From the sublime to the ridiculous isn't it From uh, production touring cars at Bathurst To Formula 3 cars at Oren Park Can't wait Uh, Gold star championship well and truly on And
0: I'm off to go and find some Alan Seas for my throat I think Thanks very much to Richard Crayhill Joining us here on Inside Motorsport Joining us on the line Is the winner of the Bathurst 12 Hour For 2007 That is of course Gary Holt Congratulations Gary Uh, I guess you're getting to like the sound of that title (laughs) Yes
2: you're not wrong um, I had a phone call this morning about 8 o'clock From Paul Morris Just thanking me and Asking whether it had sunk in yet He said it was fantastic And he enjoyed every moment of it It came together quite quickly too, didn't it? Your
0: plans to uh, bring Craig Baird and himself Into the car for the 12 hours
2: Well, the problem was That we couldn't get our hands on Two BMW's 335i's three, three, That's where the problem was And uh, BMW Australia rang us in around about uh first week of february and said look we've got these two cars here and so we all started planning but then those cars were press cars and we couldn't get our hands on them to the first one arrived about 6 weeks ago and the second one only 4 weeks ago so um, then ordering a lot of parts from overseas like discs and and uh, fuel tanks etc etc so um yeah it all came together, we had 20 guys working 20 hours a day for the last 3 or 4 weeks and so the um, situation was that um, we were lucky to get there.
0: Well you had to face a fairly formidable field as well and uh, backed with a lot of factory support uh, in particularly from the Subarus who were
2: your close competitors throughout the, uh, throughout the 12 hours. Well, we're really concerned about the, the U because the original ruling from CAMS and the regulations was for a 3E production car race. And um, the cars had to be registered for the road road use. And both the Superoos and even my Evo 8, um, you cannot register them on the road. So it was quite an achievement to beat a rally car. It is. And,
0: uh, well, it's settling in now, but you've been competing... For a number of years in the production car classes And uh, I hazard a guess that this is probably the biggest win
2: Well it is You know I've had two races Um, The last race was the last round at Eastern Creek Of the Australian Performance Car Championship And we won the uh, Australian Championship And then this one Winning this one, I don't know where the third one's coming. (laughs) Hopefully it is. (laughs) Well, we look forward to seeing how. The Eastern
0: Creek karting, uh, well, BMW, are you going to stay in the BMW now for the rest of the season in this
2: car? Definitely, you know, it's a long term investment by Barry Morgan and myself with this two car team. Um, The reason why we went with the BMW, because they're so strong, versus the Evo is a great car, but You'd have to spend about $50,000 on rebuilding it, you know, starting tomorrow an Evo, whereas my car can go and do another couple of 24-hour races if it want to. It's, a, it's so strong, and um, the, the reliability is incredible.
0: Well, I guess uh, now you've got this one under the belt. The uh, question is, how soon do you head over to Nuremberg Ring to take on 24 hours as
2: opposed to the twelve? Well, we're going to talk to BMW and see if they want to get involved with, um, with us. And, you know, it all costs money, but um, we could be there next year. Sounds like uh, something to strive for. Congratulations,
0: Gary. It wasn't without its trials and tribulations, but the, I guess that's the beauty of endurance racing.
2: Well, you know, the problem that we had, we had, the fuel tank only arrived from England last Thursday, and we hadn't tested it, and we had an enormous amount of trouble with this fuel tank and the plumbing and uh, we were leaking fuel we got black flag in the last hour of the race leading the race unfortunately we had a, enough lead but uh, the other thing was it's a 100 litre tank and uh, there was two fuel stops there where we were only filling it up with 40 litres of fuel so we were having uh, a lot of dramas in that, that area um, then a sensor fell off the car and the engine cut out and so it was a very nerve wracking day but it's a real credit to my team and engineers and all the guys that put it together and It sounds like it uh,
0: Well, it's going to take you a few days now To uh, get down from the high
2: Oh, well, we're all We're all, um, all down to earth sort of people And, um, you know, it's, it's it's just a relief it's, You know, there's a lot of pressure on all of us And um, you saw that relief at the end of the race um, There wasn't a dry eye in the place
0: Well, congratulations, Gary. It has uh, been uh, interesting. 2007 at the mountain, I guess 2008 can't roll around quick enough for you.
2: Well, we'll know a lot more next year, and hopefully um, we can uh, learn a lot from this year. Thanks very much for your time. Thank you.
0: Cody Croco had an interesting weekend at the Bathurst 12 hour Having, a, well, a long period in the Subaru WRX car at the front of the field It was a, a tough pill to swallow when that BMW came up and grabbed you in the last few minutes of the race
3: Yeah, I guess it was probably inevitable at the time I mean, we sort of managed to be in a great spot Chris Atkins was started with it. It was a great start and got us into about third or second position for the first stint And then I drove and maintain that position and then came back into the pits and was amazed to hop out of the car and, and look at the leaderboard and, and, uh, and we were at the top of it so that was pretty awesome and, and during the day we managed to keep that but uh, over time eventually the BMW got their problems sorted out and eventually overhauled us uh, towards the end of the race so a bit of pill but you know we, we weren't really expecting to have anything any sort of uh, great result like a podium finish we sort of hoped in our wildest dreams that might be something that we could achieve but uh, we got there and so we've got to be ex- extremely ecstatic with uh, second place.
0: Well, the three drivers in the car, yourself, Dean, and Chris Atkinson, all very well-credentialed Subaru, well Subaru drivers, but more associated with dodging the trees in the forest, not uh, running on the blacktop around Bathurst. How have you enjoyed this uh, slight change in roles?
3: Uh, it's been a really enjoyable experience. I think probably the result makes it all that better, but all that little bit better, but uh it's a, it's a big change and, and something that uh, we're all wanting to do and, and uh, looking forward to. It's just another challenge for us and and uh, of all tracks we decided to go to Bathurst. It's one of the most amazing tracks to drive. So I guess from a rally point of view we, we sort of expect to see lots of trees and things close to the road and Not so much concrete walls,
0: but... Well, Cody Croker joining us there on Inside Motorsport. My thanks to him, Gary Holt and Richard Greyhill. Until next week, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.